0: Hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. As Mark has mentioned, this week we're just bringing you a few devotional thoughts or, or insights that come from our morning devotions. And again, we normally read through the one-year Bible, which means we have a passage in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Psalms, and the Proverbs. So Mark was talking to you this week about a passage from the book of Exodus. I want to draw our attention to um, the book of Psalms and particularly um, um, back on February the 17th, because I kind of have some markings in here I wanted to pull back up, but um, we're in Psalm chapter 36. Now, this is the Psalm of David. If you know who King David was, he wrote most of the Psalms, not all, but most. But I want you to see a couple of things. One is, I think as we read through this chapter, you're going to see um, maybe some characteristics of the world we're living in right now. But then also I want you to look for, just as we're reading through this, uh, a a major contrast. And I'll point out a couple of other things as we go along. So let's just read through this passage and then we'll circle back around and talk about some particular things. So Psalm chapter 36, verse 1. Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all. In their blind conceit, they cannot see how wicked they really are. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful. They refuse to act wisely or do good. They lie awake at night, hatching sinful plots. Their actions are never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. Okay, so before we move on to the next section, you just got a list of a description of of the persons that David is describing as being wicked. Okay, so here's some characteristics of wicked. Um, No fear of God at all. They cannot see how wicked they really are. They have, you know, in, in modern terms, it's no, they're not self-aware. They're not self-aware. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful. So you can't trust anything they say because that is their default. That is their normal. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful. They refuse to act wisely or do good. It's not that they don't know what would be wise or good. They refuse. It's a willful act. They refuse to act wisely or do good. They lie awake at night hatching sinful plots. That one just really um, takes my attention there. Okay. Then he goes on to say, their actions are never good. It's not like a mixed bag. Their actions are never good. And then finally, he says, they make no attempt to turn from evil. Now, I don't know if you have known anyone in your lifetime that seemed to exhibit these characteristics. Absolutely no fear of God, totally unaware, their own wickedness, um, constantly deceitful. Everything they say is deceitful. Refuse to act wisely. You know, if you have a wicked person, you can give them wise counsel all day long, but they they refuse. That's that, that ability God has given us to choose. And a wicked person refuses to act wisely. And then their actions are never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. Um, I I know I've watched uh, or heard and been told of several situations where uh, well-meaning relatives have tried to rescue someone in their family who was on a road of destruction and uh, did a, what they call an intervention. But the truth of the matter is most interventions don't work because that person doesn't want to turn around. That person hasn't decided to lead that lifestyle. And I think this is the picture we have here. Okay, so you got a pretty grim picture here of the wicked. But what I want you to see next, which I think will encourage your heart, because next, David gives us a contrast. Okay, so in contrast to the wicked, David goes on to say in verse 5, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God! All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life, the lot by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Now, I want you to see, first of all, you'll very often see this in Psalms, and particularly even more so in Proverbs, the contrast. So we have this really grim picture of, very ugly picture of the wicked, but then you have this picture of the Lord and how faithful he is. I find it uh, just noteworthy as as I look through this. uh, Look at David is reaching for something to describe God and look what vast things he uses to describe a big God with a a great love, unfailing love for us. He he uses the heavens, um, the clouds, the mountains. Have you ever seen mountains? Now, as you know, we just recently went on a road trip down to Arizona, which is very near the Grand Canyon, um, but also the Rocky Mountains. Anytime you're around mountains, don't they just make you feel this majesty? Just the, the, the sheer largeness of them um, just speaks of majesty. So he used the heavens, the clouds, the mountains, the ocean depths, And if you've ever watched um, or seen, or maybe you've actually been diving, but what's the whole, there's almost like another universe in the ocean. And and what else there? And then he refers to people and animals. Okay, so I'm not doing an in-depth study here, but I just want to show you some of the ways that you can really internalize the truth that you read in scripture is by examining it carefully looking for lists like that list that describes the wicked and the list that shows how great God is and the contrast that he gives us between those two things. But um, particularly in this particular chapter, I think it really kind of brings us back to what Noah's window is all about because he starts out the chapter telling us about the wicked and just describing them. You know, if, um, and all of us are sinners, we're all sinners. Once we've been saved by grace and we're born into God's family, we have a different set of desires than a person who's not been regenerated. And our desires are to please the Lord. Now, do we fail? Yes, we fail many, many times. We fail many times. But those who have rejected God, I'm I'm not talking about people who are on their journey getting ready to accept the Lord and not quite got the understanding, but those who have volitionally turned away and rejected God have a different set of desires in their heart. And as, as David tells us at the beginning, sin whispers to the wicked deep within their heart. The, all these horrible things come from the heart of man when the sin is ruling in the heart. So we have this list. We have the contrast with how great God is, just like in Noah's window. Noah and his family were surrounded by wickedness. We know that if you read the account of Genesis, everywhere they looked was wickedness. But once they were on that ark, they their focus was forced to be directed up to the Lord. <clears throat> and then they can... Focus on the God who has great unfailing love, who um, has righteousness that's as mighty as the mountains, and who has justice as deep as the ocean depths. And that should encourage our hearts. And that's what we want to do on Noah's Window, is take our eyes off the sadness around us and focus our eyes on the Lord and how faithful He is. And, you know, even as we're walking through this life right now in some difficult days, isn't God good? That's one of the things that I, I just, many things that I love about the Lord, but that he demonstrates himself powerful by blessing us in the midst of difficulty. And God has certainly done that. I know in our family, in our church, and among our friends and, and those that we know, yes, there have been heartaches. Absolutely, there are difficulties. There are challenges that we're still trying to overcome. But in the midst of all that, God is working, and he is still a good God. And I hope you'll go grab your Bible, pull up Psalm 36 and read through that for yourself. Maybe you'll find something on the list that I missed, but it's always great when you're reading the scripture to look for the details that can really bless your heart. So I hope the rest of your day is a wonderful day, and we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow on Noah's Window. God bless.